hail you nostalgic ruse welcome to 902 and here we go the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the beverly hills 90210 franchise from fox to the cw one of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice i'm kendra mickles and i'm seeing these episodes for the first time i'm nick gunning and i've seen them all you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing Season 5, Episode 27, Squash It. Or is it like this? Or is it like this? I think it's, yeah, hand on Again, top. it's an audio medium. You, yeah, you make a fist, you put your hand on top of the fist. I squash it. And you're squashing it, yes. Got it. All right, let's crack open the condor. Okay. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired April 12th of 1995. A couple of birthdays. She's not in these episodes, but Shaden Doherty turned 24. She's in not in she's not in the episodes, Kendra, but she's in our hearts always. Oh yes. Always. always. We mentioned her recently on 90s Music Got Me because <sighs> the um the song broadway by the goo goo dolls was featured like they were in an episode of charmed oh. and we were, eric and i were both surprised that shannon doherty was still on charmed yeah. at the point when it happened so boy the episode you guys did a few back you both said the word bop maybe 50 times each it's such a bop don't you think this song is boppy it's a bop I didn't think we said it that much. And oh then I tried gosh. to say it the next episode and Eric was like, no, we're not saying that so, word so anymore. Much. So much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if something's a bop, you just got, that's it's the a way bop. it is. It's a bop. It's a bop. <laughs> On April 23rd, model and actress Gigi Hadid was born. Yeah. Born. I'm older than her? Apparently. That's weird. Okay. Yes, April fourteenth, singer and actor Burl Ives. Oh yes, way. Yeah. And on April twenty fifth, actress and dancer Ginger Rogers passed away. Yeah, I guess Ginger I, Rogers is like Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire. Yeah, no, like but she's couple. somebody's mom, right? Is she? Isn't I mean, she, probably she somebody's. Person? No, but I thought she was a famous person's mom. Oh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm right. thinking of somebody else. Hmm. Now I'm looking it up. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Why not? <laughs> No, no children. I don't know who I'm thinking of. You might be Tippy Hedren is um, Melanie Griffith's mom. You thinking yeah, about that? Yeah, that maybe that's it. Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Oh. If you want to talk about classic Hollywood dynasties? Yeah, <laughs> pretty classic. All right, movies. April twelfth, Jury Duty, starring <laughs> Polly Shore. <laughs> look, look, all of these '90s Polly Shore movies: Son in Law, Jury Duty, Biodome, Encino Man. I, I'll take them. Let's watch them right now. I don't think I'm a big Polly Shore. In the army now? Forget about it. (laughs) And April 21st, While You Were Sleeping, starring Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock. This is one of my wife's favorite movies. And Bill Pullman. I hate this movie. (laughs) I know. It's it's one of those stressful movies that you can't handle because you're like, sooner or later. But Bill Pullman came to a university that I was working at, and we met him afterwards, and I got him to sign a DVD copy of While You Were Sleeping. Wow. There you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I know someone who's uh, related to Bill Pullman but through what, marriage. What a weird so, series of connections we have. I to know. Bill Pullman. Very weird. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. TV, April 29th, Escape to Witch Mountain, starring Elizabeth Moss, aired on ABC. Oh, this, like 70s, 80s Witch Mountain movies. I love them so much. I even Elizabeth kinda, Moss? Elizabeth, so like yeah, little, early. little baby Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, I even like the one with The Rock. Give me, give me any Witch Mountain movie. I'll take it. I've... I, 
I don't <laughs> think I've seen this one. Mm, I haven't seen any Witch Mountain anything. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's our next podcast. <laughs> also on April 29th, Empty Nest, a Golden Girls spinoff starring Richard Mulligan, aired its final episode. I loved Empty Nest, and it's just one of those shows that is not available. Like, never had any home media releases. It's not streaming. I don't think it's in syndication right now. You just can't watch it. It was so funny. Lame. Yep. Music. April 22nd, Janet Jackson ended her Janet World Tour after 125 performances. Uh, what are your feelings on Janet Jackson? Um, I appreciate some of her music, but I've never been, like, a huge fan. I know nothing about Janet Jackson. Couldn't tell you a single song. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I bet if I heard one of her songs, I'd be like, oh, clearly, Janet this Jackson. Janet Jackson song. But, <laughs> but off the top of my head, actually, it's weird. I was just listening to Do Go On today, and they were talking about the Super Bowl, and they talked for a while about the whole Janet Jackson yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake, ward- sure. ward- wardrobe malfunction and yeah. how it like ended her career. But not Justin Timberlake. No, he's fine. Hey, yeah. just to clarify, are you wearing a Do Go On shirt as well? As I you am. Mentioned the podcast? Oh my goodness, I am wearing yes. my Do Go On shirt. Yeah. Their accents are better than the accent we got in today's episode for the oh, Australian. Don't even get me started. I guess we're saying. That's he's as Australian as Dick Van Dyke is Cockney. <laughs> you know? Yep. Uh, a video game to mention, April 15th, Mortal Kombat 3 debuted for Arcade, PS1, and the Super NES and Game Boy. Okay. I never... I've never, no, I've I never played Mortal Kombat. I was a, I was a Tekken. We were a Tekken family. <laughs> yeah, that was our was, fighting game see, of choice. It was Street Fighter for me all the way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know that I've ever actually played a Mortal Kombat game. I must have at some point, but no, I, not seen, me either. I've seen more Mortal, Mortal Kombat movies than I care to have seen <laughs> yeah that makes sense all right one more thing to mention on april 19th the oklahoma city bombing happened resulting in the death of 27 people with 680 people injured do you you're probably too young to remember this i do not remember this. i remember this very well like news coming out and like the trial and everything it was like a big deal that ambulance in the background is perfectly timed yeah we're talking about this. apparently so yeah Hey, yeah, weirdly, this was just one of those things. This was like the first real, uh, any any sort of, I don't know. I feel like at this point, we're so used to hearing about these insanely violent and destructive things that happen in our world. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the first time that I had any awareness of that as a child. Mm. So I would have been 12, you know. Right. And I just like, yeah. I remember just being so, it was like otherworldly to me. I just couldn't, it was so Crazy. weird. It was so weird. Yeah. I feel like 9-11 was probably my first. That makes sense. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. This, uh, this horrible thing has happened. Yeah. It was just um, unthinkable. Is... It was just unthinkable. It's yeah. not even that long ago, you know? That's crazy. Um, this is really random, but I live in North Carolina in a yeah. city very close to me, Winston-Salem. There, um, they have a fertilizer factory, and it is on fire oh at the moment. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know that it's been resolved, but... It as of a couple days ago, it's been on fire for a while, and um, they've evacuated, like with the area around it, because if it explodes, it will yeah. destroy. Well, yeah, because it's everything. just like all fuel. It's just all fuel yeah. all the time. Yeah, wow. so pretty crazy. Ho- yeah. Hoping they uh, they solve that soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not that close to it. I'm a couple hours away, but still. Yeah. Well, scary very, very regardless. Crazy. Yeah. Yes, very scary. 
All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, this is an unusual one, but it seems relevant because the episode today, we have a, a little boy genius going to college, which makes me think of the series Young Sheldon, which has a similar premise. And uh, in season five, episode 10 of Young Sheldon, there's a recurring 90210 joke that goes throughout the episode because it's set in the 90s. Uh-huh. And so the episode, An Expensive Glitch and uh, The Goof Off Room, Missy Cooper, who's the, the daughter is desperate to watch Beverly Hills 90210 and her parents won't let her and she keeps trying to get her dad to turn it on. And finally, the dad, George Sr., is like, well, let's watch the Beverly Hillbillies. And he explains to her that it's a, it's a show about this family who comes from a small town and goes to the big city in Beverly Hills and tries to, like, you know, get along with the elites and all that. And she's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so basically it's the same show as 90210. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, it sounds the same. It's the same. So there you go. There's your Beyond the Zip Code this week. <laughs> Very nice. All right, well, let's uh, look at our synopsis for Squash It. The Peach Pit After Dark isn't doing so hot in Ray's absence, so Valerie considers hiring an Australian hard rock band, but then lets Claire try an open mic night, which goes disastrously. She then gives Steve and David a shot while she heads off to convince Ray to return. David partners with Willie's nephew, Juwan, for a hip-hop night. Things start strong, but take a turn when the Australian band shows up looking for a rumble. Elsewhere, Brandon babysits a boy genius as he tours the CU campus. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? (laughs) Today's episode was written by Larry Mullen and Phil Sabbath and directed by Les Landau. Uh, As far as main cast members go, I started to write We Don't See Carol Potter this episode, but she made it in Just Under the Wire. Yes, yes. We got a little Cindy Walsh cameo dishing out ice cream in the last two minutes of the episode. (laughs) We do not see Mark Damon Espinoza, though. No Jesse. No Jesse this episode. Couple of returning players. We have Jane Daly as Molly Campbell, Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold, and Wesley Allen Gullick in a more substantial role. Uh, for Willie this time. Often he's there just as a background extra. But this time, as with the one where Dylan was in rehab, Willie gets some dialogue and a nephew. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah so much dialogue speaking, for Willie. Speaking of Willie's nephew, that was played by Vachelius Shannon as Juwan. I was hoping this would be a recurring character, but no, this is a one-off. Uh, best known uh, for yeah. playing Keith Palmer on 24, plus roles on shows like Dangerous Minds, Jag, and CSI. We have... Benjamin Kimball Smith as Warren, who's best known for his series regular role of Lewis Driscoll on The Secret World of Alex Mack. Mm. I maybe still have a crush on Alex Mack. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't seen a second of Alex Mack. Well, I don't know what would hold up, but uh, we have Kamau Holloway as Jamal, also appeared with Vichelia Shannon on Dangerous Minds. They were cast members on that show together, and here they are on 90210 together. Finally, we have Keith Brunsman as the leader of the band, who doesn't have a name, as far as I remember. Do you remember them ever calling him anything? Uh, no. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. He's, his Australian accent is basically like, hey, just do Mick Jagger five shots in. You know, that's <laughs> pretty much all we got. Yeah. I recognized him as Mr. Smith on Lois and Clark. Not a ton of, uh, not a ton of credits here, but he did a, a pretty memorable recurring role over on Lois and Clark. Starring 90210 alum, Dean Kane. Yes. All right. All right, let's get into this episode. Squash it. We start in Reno, Nevada, where yeah. Ray has just finished playing a show. 
He's got a, a groupie who is taking a music appreciation class and wants to show him how much she appreciates his music. Sexually, but, just to clarify. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Saved by the Bell. Because uh, <gasps> uh, of Valerie. Calls. Oh, it's Donna. Okay. <laughs> Donna calls and he ignores the groupie to talk to Donna. And she, you know, she's like, I'm so excited that you're coming back soon. Like your last show is on Saturday. I can't wait to see you. And he's like, well, maybe I'm not coming back. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to play the peach pit. I want to stay on the road. It's been good for me. And yeah. Well, Donna's like, well, do you want to see me? Because I'm here. Right, right. And he, his solution is that she should just go, go on tour with him. Yeah. Just stay on the road. They quit school, they I assume. They can't do that. They go to college every once in a while. <laughs> she has classes. Yeah. You got a schedule with a, with a class every 10 episodes. You can't just pick everything up and go to Reno. <laughs> well, when she protests, he says, I thought you loved me. Oh. Why won't you come on the road with me? Oh. I thought you loved me. Lame. I don't understand why either of them are holding out for the other at this point. I don't understand it either. Also, at this point, Ray's character is either the nicest, sweetest man in the world or just like a total monster. monster. It's one or the other. There's no in between. (laughs) He's like, I hope David's mom dies in a ditch. And then the next he's like, hey, let me just play a little song. You know, watching these episodes now, it's blowing my mind that we never hear Ray sing. I Never, feel like ever. Itsy Bitsy Spider is the only thing we saw and heard. Jamie Walters sang all the time on this show. Crazy. So I just, it's really not making the whole Ray character. It's its really affecting how you see him because you never see his music. And that was Yeah, every time they talk about he, he's going to be a star, I'm like, is he? Is he yeah. that good? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. After the intro, Donna goes over to the Peach Pit After Dark, where Claire has um, put together this open mic night, and there's these two people on stage doing this like performance art yeah. thing about being a fish, and it's 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 truly awful. It is truly truly awful. It, but hey, is it also is it like the middle of the day? I'm confused about when this is. She said that she stayed late at the Peach Pit because. Claire was doing this thing. Huh. So I, I'm pretty sure it's night It is night. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the movie She's All That this week on 90s Music because okay. we're talking, we're of the song we're talking about. But um, there's a performance art scene in that movie. And as we were watching it, I was just like, I think performance art is one of my least favorite things huh. ever. Okay. I just haven't seen a performance art piece that I've enjoyed. Okay. So we'll expect an angry call from Yoko Ono. <laughs> okay. Will do. Um, Donna is wearing a Roxy shirt, which I I feel like we don't normally see like brands like that. Oh. Yeah. In this show. That's but a good she's point. Ve- it's very clearly she's got the Roxy symbol yeah. on her shirt. Yeah. Going back to my wannabe skater days. True. I want and surfer days. Yeah. I wanted all the I wanted all the Roxy yeah. stuff. Well otherwise David would be decked out in nothing but like a billabong and pack sun, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Claire is not enjoying this performance art night no. that she's put together. It's, no, she's not. It's definitely a failure. People are leaving. It's confusing to me because she said open night and I uh, open mic, and I guess I assumed that people were still gonna be like 
singing and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, no. it seems like you could specify, like, don't come dressed as sea creatures and then dance on the stage. <laughs> I think yeah, that's no a, sea creatures allowed. That's a fair ask, but, you know. <laughs> then we go to Valerie and Steve are back in her office, and she's like, this night is a disaster. The Peach Pit After Dark isn't doing well, apparently. Even though this whole time I, th- I thought it was it's doing well. It's been thriving. I just don't... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're, they're really having trouble finding bands to play at this club. In L.A. In L.A. I just... There's... They, they're yeah, stupid. You know. In all of L.A., they can't find a, a headliner band. I think I have a solution to their problem. It's called a poster. Yeah. Ha- hang one up. <laughs> yeah. We need bands. We'll pay money. Love, Valerie. Steve... <laughs> though he's not really allowed to be doing any of this, wants to put on a hip-hop night with David. That's when I, his solution. When I see Ian Ziering, my head instantly says hip-hop. Hip-hop, Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yep. Kind of music he likes, and he's yeah. good at yeah. what he does. He may not know much, but he knows hip-hop. Yes. Valerie is unsure about this, and while they're talking, the phone rings, and... Valerie pretends that she's not Valerie. She, like, says, oh, Valerie's not here, and hangs up, and turns out it's this metal metal band. I guess they're Australian. It's hard to tell from their accents, but they're a metal band that yeah. she booked to play at the Peach Pit, but then she backed out of it, and they, they want to be paid, I guess, right. is their deal, or they want to play. Right, yeah, pay or so play. They're bugging her. Yeah, yeah. And it is kind of, I don't really understand why she doesn't just let them play. Like, is, is it going to be yeah. worse than whatever Claire's doing? Well, it's at least ju- music. Judging by the people we meet that are in this band, it That's could be. That's true. Yeah. It could be worse. Yeah, maybe. So, Steve, she, she gives Steve the okay to this hip hop yes. night. So, after the performance art piece, there's only two people left who Claire th- thanks for coming, but says, don't tell your friends. <laughs> David offers Donna a ride home, but she says she's going to hang out with Claire for a little bit. Yeah, which is weird and, to me because, like, Claire and Donna live together. Yeah. And, like, Claire's also... It's just a weird thing, but... Yeah. And he said... He makes... I forget what he says. He says he's in the mood for seafood. No, but that was... Oh, sorry. Before. He says something very, like, not trying to dig at Claire, but she takes it as a dig. Oh. I forget, I forget what he says. So they start, they're bickering this mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. episode. They hate each other, Kendra. Yeah. They hate each they're other. They're never going to make up. Mm-mm. Nope. Steve comes out to tell David the good news that they are on for hip hop night. And then this is where he, uh, to really take a dig at Claire, says, mm, I'm craving sushi. Let's <laughs> right. go get some seafood. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Claire tells Donna that she is super annoyed by David, but also she really misses him. Misses him, yeah. Yep. On campus, the Chancellor and Brandon are doing a walk and talk, and the Chancellor is telling Brandon that they are trying to recruit this kid to mm-hmm. come to see you. He's... Right. Touring, looking at all these colleges, but the chancellor wants him at CU. Sure he does. And he tells Brandon, I want you to be on this because he needs uh, someone younger, mm-hmm. <laughs> closer to his age. Sure. How young is he, you ask? Uh, Brandon finds out as he enters the chancellor's office and sees Warren, who is, what would you say, 15? 
if that, maybe, maybe less I, than I would that? maybe 13? say like 13 yeah he's very very young and he doesn't pay attention to them when he walks in brandon makes a quip about like are you playing what does he say does he say mortal Kombat? he does yeah oh that's funny yeah <laughs> he asks if he's playing Mortal Kombat and Warren's like, this is a multitasking notebook that MIT gave me for visiting. Yeah. He's just like holding it with boop, one boop, hand boop, and boop, type. Boop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so the chancellor goes to, into another room and Warren's like, look, this is a courtesy visit. I'm not picking CU over Harvard. Right. You know, this is stupid, basically. Getting on the right foot with Brandon. Sure. The get go. Yeah. At the Peach Pit After Dark, David arrives and he hears someone making a yeah. sweet beat <laughs> in the Peach Pit. Turns the corner and it is a person he does not recognize yeah. who's playing on his equipment. Yeah, yeah. And David is not okay with it mm. at first. Like, who are you? Why are you in here? Why are you touching my stuff? And the kid is, you know, equally as defensive back to him. But then he finds out that this is Jawan. This is Willie's nephew. Right. And when David finds that out, he's like, oh, Willie's nephew. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> then they have their little DJ duel. Yes. David was impressed with what he was doing and asks him to do it again. But then Willie comes in and tells Jawan he needs to get back to work. Willie's got no, no patience for this. He's no. like, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> Stupid idiot. Yeah, so Juwan is working at the Peach Pit. Um, he's doing dishes, mm -hmm. I think, is mm -hmm. his job. Back on campus, Donna is looking for Valerie and runs into Brandon, who is getting this giant ice cream sundae yeah, I wanted for that. Warren. I wanted that. Banana split looked like. I'll it take looked one really good. I'll take one. Yeah, it looked, <laughs> it looked good. Warren, after Donna walks away, walks away makes a comment about how good looking she is and does she have a younger sister you could set me up with. And he says that he doesn't want to go back to the Chancellor's. Brandon's like, well, let's just cut this short. Yeah. I'll take you back to the Chancellor and we'll be done. He's like, no, no, I'm staying with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back and play, what does he say? Uh, Scrabble all night. <laughs> <laughs> play Scrabble and drink yeah, tea. that doesn't sound fun. Well, it he sounds He wants to stay right. with Brandon. Yep. Brandon is not happy about that, but he's like, hey, gotta gotta make the Chancellor happy, and That's that right. means making me he's happy. Do it. So I'm staying yep. with you. Donna finds Valerie and asks her what happened between her and Ray, which mm. Valerie plays off like she has no idea what she's talking about. But Valerie then tells her the truth. Quote which is <laughs> yeah, quotation. Which is that when she first met Ray, she was kind of attracted to him and probably gave him some mixed mm, signals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about her intentions. That's it. That's all it was. And that made things awkward between them. Mm -hmm. So Donna wants Valerie to let Ray play at the Peach Pit After Dark so that he'll have a reason to come home, yeah. basically. Because, again, there's no other clubs in L.A. There's no clubs in he L.A. Play. He can't play other clubs, and Valerie can't get any musicians to come. So... <laughs> You know? And she says, you know what? I would love to have Ray play again. I'm going to call him. You Leave it to me, Donna. Yep. We'll get him home. Valerie will save the day. Dylan's house. He is 
being hypnotized or, you know, preparing to be hypnotized. Mm-hmm. She's I've, telling... I've been preparing for it as well. <laughs> She's been saying all her, you know, like, and relax and whatever. And he, he wakes up, he opens his eyes and she's like, I think you're ready. Let's let's do it tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do your first regression yes. today, is what she says. Yes. And he's like, you didn't hypnotize. I wasn't hypnotized. I was awake that whole time. So it didn't work. And she's like, oh, really? What's in your hand? Mm-hmm. He has a Bloody stone. knife. Oh, a stone. Yeah. A stone. Sorry. <laughs> a stone. Uh-huh. He has a stone in yep. his hand. Yeah. So he was hypnotized. Apparently. I guess. Yeah. He picked up that stone. The peach pit. Willie says that um, Jawan is trouble, basically. The capital T. Trouble kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve comes over and Dylan tells him this idea that he wants Jawan to DJ the next night at the Peach Pit After Dark. And Steve apparently knows... Dylan or David? David, David. sorry. Okay. I wrote Dylan. I meant David. It's David. David. David tells Steve that he wants Juwan to DJ, and Steve apparently knows all of Juwan's history yeah. and is not okay he's with not it. He's not for it. He's like, he's the kid who's here washing dishes, so he's not shooting people. Yeah. And Nice to see Steve's racism come back. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's still, uh, yeah. never went still going away. full force. Never, never really goes away, does it, Steve? <laughs> and Nat comes over, and David... Is like, can you vouch for Juwan? And he's like, yeah, he's a good kid since he's been working here. He's been on time. He's worked hard. And he says that Steve, of all people, should understand the concept of a second chance. Remember, Steve is in trouble with the law right, right now. Right. He is on probation. Yeah. yeah. Is it so? Didn't earlier didn't Valerie make a little dig at that when they're in, when they're in the office and and she lets she agrees to let Steve do it and she's like just don't burn the place down. Oh yeah, she did say that. That's funny. Oh good times. I didn't even good I didn't times. even connect that. Yeah. That's funny. Yes. Yeah. So Steve is in a glass house throwing stones <laughs> at this point, and, and Nat says, "How you know how long would you last at four twenty five an hour? Not long. Not I'm very guessing. long at all. Not long." I wouldn't. I mean, that mm-hmm. is, that's nothing. Even in 94. Now. Yeah, yeah, forget it. 95. Yeah. So David's like, great. We're going to get him to DJ. I've just got to, you know, clear it with his parole officer. Right. Which Steve is not okay with. So David goes to where Juwan is, which is this conflict avoidance class at some sort of community center. Yeah. And they're watching this video about... Um, you know, the importance of not fighting and stepping away. And this is where we get squash it. Squash it. The guy on the on the video is telling them you need to be in control and when you get those feelings to escalate and fight, you just need to squash it. Squash it. Yep. Yes. Which I don't know. If I was if I was a kid watching that, I would probably think it was stupid. Probably. But the the Everyone watching it here yeah. seems to They're like taking notes into mm, it. Mm, squash it, yeah. you say. Mm, okay. Squash it, you say. All right, I'll consider yeah. squashing it next time. <laughs> the man who is leading the class says that it takes more heart and guts to walk away from a fight than it does to engage in a true, fight. And true. tells them, next time they want to get into a fight, you need to squash, squash it, it and walk away. Squash it. I got a, yep. uh, I got a baby Yoda bop it for Christmas. Ooh. Is that similar? Bop it. Yeah. 
after the class is over, David um, talks to Juwan yeah. and says that he's his designated driver for the evening. Mm-hmm. And he wants him to DJ at the Peach Pit yeah. after dark. Yeah. Juwan is skeptical at first. Um, you know, he says Willie doesn't know the difference between gangsters and gangster rap, and he just thinks the whole thing is trouble. You know, trouble. Trouble. Yeah. But David convinces him, and they agree to rehearse the next morning. Back at Dylan's, they've lit the candles, the lights are low. Mm-hmm. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's time to be hypnotized. Yes. So she has him walking down a long staircase to get into this trance. And then we see Dylan and he's standing by, or he's like got like a dumpster fire going by a train track. And there's an old, (laughs) you're right, Kendra. It's a dumpster fire. (laughs) There's a old timey car. So it, um, you know, looks like the twenties or the thirties kind of time period. He's got that. What kind of hat do you call that? Like a page boy hat? Yeah. David's wearing what... one later, and it is worse. It is worse. <laughs> it is. It's definitely worse. I mean, I was going to say it looks good on Dylan. Yeah, but you um, think everything but... looks good on Dylan, Kendra. We've yeah, established well, this. Look, what can I say? I don't... <laughs> so they hear the train coming, but then as the train is approaching, the phone rings Classic. and breaks Dylan out of the train. You got to silence those ringers. Yeah. So she wants to wait until tomorrow to try again when he's relaxed again. Yeah. And, um, you know, Dylan is in. He's like, why can't we do it right now? He's stoked. He's like, I want to get back to the 1920s, see what old me's up to. (laughs) At the Walsh house, Warren is staying the night. He's very unimpressed with his accommodations at the Walsh house. Um, He says that, you know, Harvard would have put him up at... A yeah. very nice hotel. We get a little bit of Jim. We see some Jim Walsh here. Yes, little Jim Walsh. He tells Brandon that it's, uh, you know, oh, you live with your parents. That's pretty pathetic. <laughs> and makes a comment about uh, Brandon's probably going to go bald soon, judging by <laughs> Jim's hair. <laughs> this kid. You know, I, I was thinking it has been a while since we've seen, like, a Walsh bedroom scene. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. It was, like, all the time. I know. Well, when Valerie walks in in a second, I was like, oh, right. She, like... Lives she there lives there. Again. They share that bedroom. Yeah. Yep. Or they share the bathroom. The bathroom. The yeah. yeah. Brandon asks, you know, how many of the tour guides at your other colleges beat you senseless? <laughs> 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 he is. He's over it with Warren. So Valerie knocks on the door and says, are you decent? But does not wait for an answer before she comes in. And she is post shower, you know, with the robe and her hair. Yeah, and a robe towel. a little nighty. Yep. Yeah, and um, Warren is just like jaw to the, to the speak. floor, he can't like speak. a wolf in a cartoon. Yeah, old Tex Avery. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> so yeah, Brandon's like, you can breathe yeah. now. <laughs> Valerie then goes back into her room and calls Ray, who is also post shower when yeah. he answers. It's the time, it's shower time. Yeah. And he figures out it's Valerie and says he doesn't want to talk to her, hangs up on her. Mm-hmm. Back at the Peach Pit, there's a bloody guy waiting to see bloody Valerie to get his bloody money. Oh, my gosh. From Australia. It's awful. From Australia, it's awful. Kendra. Uh, it it's, is, it's, it's, his look is awful. Yes, it is. His accent is awful. Just make him British. 
Just if that's what you're gonna do, just make them British. It's crazy. Well, I thought they were British at first, but no, I guess they're no. They're they're very clear that they're Australians because they're called like the Roos. Oh, is that like a kangaroo? R O O. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know why. In my head, I was thinking R U E, and I was like, "That's a weird." I just you've got a picture of the writers' room where they're like, "Okay, what do we know about Australia? I think they have kangaroos. Done. Go." Go Let's run it. with that. Let's just do it. What do they say? Yeah. But see, they don't... Do they say... I don't think they say bloody very much in Australia. No. I don't think that's no. an Australian, um, you know, no. colloquialism. No, and it's funny because they don't even go for, like, the obvious... They're not even, like, crocky or anything like that. The, the whole time, no. they're like, yeah. It's just it's just very Mick Jagger. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Andrea is in this... So that guy's wait, talking with Nat, waiting for Valerie, very impatient. Then we see Andrea and Claire and Donna. Yeah, blink and you miss it. Andrea cameo here. Yeah, she says, you know, things are going a little better with Jesse, little by little. It's getting better. Better than an open custody battle they were having last time? Good. (laughs) Anything's better than that. The Australian man comes over (laughs) to Claire and asks if she wants to do the Kookaburra Carnival which is where she lays on top of him and he guesses how much she weighs. <laughs> you know what? In his defense, Super charming. Kookaburra is from Australia, though. They do have them. They do have that, them. Yes. They so that's do two. Have Kangaroos, Kookaburras. Yes. <laughs> Valerie then walks in and introduces herself to him as Kristen yeah. and says, oh, Valerie, she's under the weather. She, yeah. you know... She's not here. She does seem like a Kristen, so I got to give her props yeah, for that. It's a that's good, true. It's a good guess. Kristen does suit her. Yeah, it does. And the guy's like, listen, she she booked Bloody Rue, and she's going to pay us before we leave town tomorrow. Which, look, this guy is the worst, but I kind of am on his side. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's lame of her to it back is. out. Yes. But, you know, either pay them something pay or, or let play. them play. Pay they play. came that's to town. Yep. Yep. At the Peach Pit after dark, David and Juwan are playing around, you know, having a good time rehearsing, and, um, you know, they're very excited for that night. David is like, you know, bring your friends, here's some flyers, 6 o'clock, it's going to be super fun. Yep. So Juwan leaves to go start his shift at the Peach Pit, and Steve passes him on the way out (laughs) and says... You gave him flyers. Yeah. Why don't you just take out an ad in the Bloods and Crips newsletter? Yeah, I know. This is the one where it was like, I remember season one when it was like basketball. Steve was like openly racist, but it's been a while. But here he's just like, yes. oh my lord, the black people, but their rap music and the gun violence and their rap music guns. Oh no. Ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not great for the... Uh, What's the what's the not word? a good look? Not a good look for anyone here. I know, but what's the word I'm looking for? The redemption tour that Steve no, has been on. No, I feel no, <laughs> no. Um, Steve, at this point, like I'm not really supposed to be doing anything. I don't want to risk myself going to jail, so I'm out. You're doing this on your own. Yep, yep. He's done. So he's he's out. Yeah. Later on, Valerie calls the Peach Pit After Dark as they're getting ready for the, you know, to start and says that she's going out of town. And so could David have Steve run the club for her? And David's like, okay, not telling her that Steve is out and hangs up and tells Juwan, I guess it's you and me running the club tonight. Yeah. 
And after she hangs up, she tells her limousine driver to step on it because she has a 7 p.m. flight to Reno. Mm-hmm. She's got to hit it. The Keck House, Kelly, who also only in this. I know. Just this one I little I was surprised scene. to see Kelly too, yeah. They're playing pool at the keg house with Warren, and Kelly is kind of defending him. She's like, he seems fine. He's just a kid. Like, cut him some slack. So it's Kelly's turn, and while she's uh, going, Steve's like, you know what? I'm going to pledge him. We're we're pledging him to the keg house right now. (laughs) So I didn't see what he does to Kelly. What does Warren do? Does he lift up her skirt with the pool cue or something? Something along those lines. I couldn't. Something along those lines. I couldn't quite tell either if he like grazed her butt or something. But it was he did something because she, you know, is like, oh, I can't believe you just did that. Yeah. And then Warren uses his pool stick to knock over a drink. Yeah. On purpose. And Brandon has had it. He Mm -hmm. yells in his face, you're going to apologize to Kelly, you're going to get him off, and you're going to clean that up, and we both know you're not going to this school, and we don't want you here anyway. Yeah. And he makes Warren cry. He does. (laughs) And Warren runs away. Yep. Like the child that he is. Yep. Back at the Peach Pit after dark. Everyone's having a good time. This hip-hop night is going well. Everyone's dancing. Going great, yeah. Music sounds good. Donna shows up to support David, which Claire is like, how do you guys stay friends after being exes? Yeah. Like, he just drives me insane. So then Jawan sees Donna and Claire waving and, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at David and gives him, um, you know, a little ribbing about like, oh, you need to get with Claire. He's giving you the eyes. Mm -hmm. But David's like, no, you, you have a lot to learn about women. She doesn't like me anymore. So Donna then leaves after two seconds of mm-hmm. being there. Mm-hmm. And as she's leaving, she passes um, Bloody Rue. The whole band is trying to get in the club and says they need to talk to Valerie. The doorman points to a picture of Valerie that is on the door from like a newspaper article. And the guy realizes, oh, that's this Kristen. is the girl I talked to earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they pay off the doorman and they push into the club. Mm-hmm. They don't like the music that they're hearing. Right. And they basically just decide to be obnoxious, start fights, push people. And fights break out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't take much. Nat says he's going to call the police. So he runs to do that. Willie's like... I knew this was going to be Told trouble. Ya. Told you. <laughs> Even though <laughs> Juwan is not the trouble right. at all. <laughs> of course. Yep. Bloody Rue then goes on the stage where it's a standoff between Juwan and his friends and this band. David's right. kind of in the middle. They make um, some racist comments about the music. Mm-hmm. And David is trying to de-escalate the situation. One of Juwan's friends pulls out a gun that he has. And, uh, you know, the other guys are, like, egging him on. But then David's like, Juwan, let's not do this. And Juwan makes the decision to give... He says... He gives him the squash Hashtag squash sign, And he uh, he leaves the stage. Sure does. It's, it, and, it, done, it done got squashed, Kendra. That's the yeah, thing. It's, it's squashed. It's squashed. It is squashed. 
Yeah. It's squash. Mm-hmm. Bloody Rue, uh, you know, they're throwing equipment and, you know. Yeah, they chucked awful. something through the big peach pit after Dark Logo in the back. Pretty yeah. Sad. It was pretty satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then we go to Reno where Valerie has found Ray's room. Mm-hmm. And is like, surprise, it's me. Valerie. Then we go to Dylan's, where more hypnotizing is happening, and he is now on a train, and they're in, you know, a car of the train, making, and he's making out with some girl. Mm-hmm. The train then stops. Oh, he's he's got like a notebook of writing. Yeah. Like he's a writer. Of in course, this. of course, yeah, of course. He is. <laughs> the train stops, and a guy comes into the car looking for, you know, any stowaways. And at first he thinks it's clear, but then he sees their lamp that they put out and finds them. And the guy grabs the girl, very rough with her, and Dylan, he doesn't really do anything about no, it. He's, he's like, just, hey, he's stop. Very cowardly, yeah. Yeah, but they drag the girl out of the train and she's screaming help and he just kind of watches yeah, as, as they do yep. that. Yeah. And then he wakes up. Back at the Peach Pit, Bloody Rue is getting arrested, mm-hmm. as they should. You're out of here. Yep. Willie is proud of Juwan for de-escalating the situation. for squashing it. For squashing it. Yep, for squashing it. Then David and Claire start to have another little argument, but Juwan is behind Claire and gives him the, the squash it mm-hmm. symbol. Mm-hmm. And so David squashes David it. David also squashes the argument, yeah. And, and apologizes to Claire. And Claire says, you know what? You were so hot up there. I so actually sexy. liked hip hop for a second. And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. And it's time for David and Claire. Part, part two. two. The sequel. The sequel. Yep. David loves it. He loves a good sequel. He does. Back in Reno, Valerie and Ray are out to eat at a restaurant. And Valerie's like, I want to help Donna. I yeah, want to. I want to get you back to, to the Peach Pit so that you and Donna can be together. Happily. And Ray's like, "Oh, okay. So it's not about me and Donna. It's about you because right. the Peach Pit isn't doing well. Right. You want me back so I can help the Peach yep. Pit." And he says, "If he's coming back, it's going to be on his terms." Oh, okay. And Valerie's she's changed. She's totally different now. Yeah. Yeah, she's not the same person no, she was. She's nice. She's nice now. Back. At Dylan's, he's, you know, having a, a little cup of coffee after the whole yeah. hypnotizing ordeal. And she says, you know, it was probably like a dream. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, no, this was real. Yeah, she's this, very This hedging. actually happened. Mm-hmm. And she suggests, you know, well, you could have seen this because you were like betrayed by another woman or something. Um, but, you know, we're, we'll do it again. You'll go back. You'll figure it out. Yep. At the Walsh house, Brandon comes home and Jim's like the chancellor called and Steve called and is going to give him a lecture. But Brandon kind of cuts him off. And Jim's like, well, Warren's here. He's in the kitchen. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Cindy is preparing ice cream. And Brandon's like, is he okay?" And she says, yeah, he's fine. And he says, good. Now I can kill him. (laughs) But they sit down to eat their ice cream, and Warren's like, I don't like it when people yell at me. Who does? No one does. Nobody, no nobody one does, likes Kendra. it. No one likes it. 
he tells Warren if, you know, if he's going to go to college, he needs to mature a little bit. And mm-hmm. Warren's like, I don't want to go to college. I like my house. I like my room. You know, I just, I can't sit there, but I don't want to go to college. Yeah. And Brandon's like, well, have you considered going to a college that's near your room so you could stay in your room? Yeah. And he's like, huh, I didn't think of that. Hmm. And Brandon says, you know, it, it looks like our our home had an impact on you. And he says, yes, I'll never forget Valerie's Hooters. Classy. Classy. The last scene is at the club in Reno where Ray has just finished his set and Valerie is waiting for him. Ray is says he's looking forward to going back and playing the Peach Pit. Mm-hmm. And also that Valerie, re- Valerie really is different. Different now. She really has changed. She's, she's a nice lady. Real nice. Yeah. Real nice girl. Yeah. They're both a little energized after the evening. So Ray suggests they go get coffee or something. And she says, or something. Mm-hmm. Let's, this is Reno. Let's roll the roll, dice and see what happens. Roll the sex dice she wants to do. And Valerie, uh, Ray's like, no, I don't want to do that. And she says, good. If you would have said yes, I would have had to have told Donna. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. Yep. Yep. That's the episode. I guess it is. Oh, boy. Kendra, what's your 90210 snap for this episode? Uh, I guess that confrontation at the Peach Pit After Dark with the two. I'm going to give it to Dylan's regressed self not saving his girlfriend on the train. What the heck? That's pretty dramatic. What the heck? Past <laughs> Dylan. lame. Whatever his throw, name is. Throw one punch at least. Yeah, yeah seriously. Go down I didn't, swinging. I didn't like that at all. What's your verdict on this episode, Kendra? It's meh on this yeah. episode. Didn't like it. I, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um... I mean, I think it was, I think whatever they were trying to do with Juwan, I think that in the end it ended up fine. I mean, they, you know, they were not at fault for what happened in the Peach Pit. Mm -hmm. So that was good. I I do find in episodes like this, though, they like, like David starts talking differently (laughs) whenever black people are in Mm. the episode, which I think is stupid. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's a little cringy. <laughs> Whatever. It's kind of like it's kind of like in the movie Airplane, where you know what I'm talking about. Yes, that I scene do. in Airplane. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. So that's stupid. Um, the whole Dylan um, hypnotizing stuff. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> kind of whatever about it. Well, Why I we do know, it? Kendra. I do know, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I think. Look, I think it's. I think it's. Whenever they do episodes where they feel like we're going to tackle a real life issue, I'm Mm -hmm. like, one, I'm glad they're doing it. I don't think a lot of other shows at the time were even trying, but it's always like, well, why are we only seeing Juwan once? You know what I mean? Like, if you want to do it, do it. It's just make him a character. Yes. And you've already connected him to Willie, who's an established character. It's just like, it just feels Mm -hmm. lazy to be like, all right, we did our issues based episode. Let's move on to the next thing. And I think that's lame. This is. I mean, it's been multiple times they've brought in black characters and then they're there for an episode yep. and then they're gone. And <laughs> it's like, t- why? What are you talking about? <laughs> we had a black character last season. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's lame. It's, yeah. it's definitely lame. And I think that aside, it just wasn't a very interesting episode. Yeah. I mean, it, the Warren stuff, it was just like random yeah. and... 
Yeah, whatever. that was just like you know that was that was our like goofy side quest. It felt very season one that little did. side quest. It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I wasn't down. And the whole like suddenly the peach pit after dark is a big failure for the purpose yeah. of this episode. And Valerie's nice again. And like I, I don't know. Is she though? I, I never know. I never know either. Yeah. I this it, it, again. It wasn't one that I was like counting down the minutes, but I didn't particularly enjoy it. But maybe we'll yeah. have more fun with uh, Season 5, Episode 28, Girls on the Side, which is what we're discussing in next week's episode. Girls on the Side. That's right. Is that a song? I don't know. You're, you're the one with friends? the 90s podcast. Boys on the Side, <laughs> I, I want to say, was a oh, movie. Oh, Boys on the Side. Okay. But, I knew there was something yeah. on the side was something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. But until then, you can catch me every other week on this Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. What about you, Kendra? Um, I am Miss M- Musicbox ninety one online, and I have an Etsy page and a website, Miss yeah. Musicbox Crafts. Mm-hmm. And I am the co-host of the podcast Nineties Music Got Me Like, yeah, uh, where we talk nineties music. That's right. And our next episode is going to be Kiss Me oh, by ooh. Sixpence None the Sixpence Richer. Sixpence None the Richer. Yeah, that was all the rage as, when I was a teen, as heard in the movie. She's all that. Okay. And Kendra, now would you classify that as a bop? How I would. would you feel? You'd say no, it's, it's it's less it's not as much of You're a right. bop. It's mellow. It's mellow. Yeah, hey, I can play mellow. that on the ukulele. So if you need me to Oh cool. Just give me a call and I'll do it. Cool. Excellent. Yes, please. All right. Well, Kendra, as they say in the podcast business, nine oh two one, here we go. They do say that.